lace up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one-stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. Hello, all you beautiful people. We are back at it getting here at TM5 United. Zoe, I'm David Donis here with Abner Castellanos, who is actually a year older, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. A year older uh, from July 6th. So, yeah, you know, I feel young. My back's so hurting. My knees are terrible. But, hey, we're here, right? Another year, baby. Yeah, July 6th. I think your mom told me that was the biggest mistake of her life. <laughs> you know, that, was, that was nine months before that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Hey, it's funny because your birthday is July 6th, and then my dad's birthday is July 8th. You guys yeah. are right there back to back. Uh, but anyways, Mio, how'd you how'd you spend it? Was it good? What'd you, what'd you yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it was good. You know, um, had an early day out on uh, Thursday and then uh, Friday played some golf. Um, and then Saturday had some time with the family and then we all went to Top Golf um, and watched the game over there while we were over there as well. So it was a good weekend, man. Good weekend. Can't complain. Oh, Can't yeah. Complain did, uh, did you do well? Top Golf? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's always fun there, you know, competing against other people that don't really play as much golf as I do. But it's, it's cool to like kind of now that I played it for a while, uh, from what I've learned from other people, it's cool to like to tell other people like, hey, like this is not something you just go out there and swing. Like there's actually technique to it. Just like soccer, you know, yeah, you can go out there and kick a ball, but there's so much to it, right? Just like any sport, really. Uh, so it was pretty cool. And, and it was cool like when they got the hang of it and actually were able to put the ball out there and they're all excited and stuff. So it was cool. We had a good time. That's good. Yeah, I did. I did top golf one time and um... – I really, really suck at golf. <laughs> you gotta give it a chance, man. I know, I know, I know. But then you gotta get your own clubs and all this stuff. I got, really I got bright. a whole extra set of clubs, so there's no excuse. I've been saying this for the last five years, man. <laughs> it's like, but I, I get it, I get it. I mean, uh, a lot of people are into it. I mean, especially me, because I'm like in the business world. I probably should pick it up. But I've been saying that for a long time now, so I don't know if I'll ever do it. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned, it was my dad's birthday, so. Um, uh, you know, we did something at the house, had, um, uh, played some cornhole, had some nice, good food, gave my dad this nice big speaker so he can take to Atlanta United tailgates. Oh, nice. Um, and, and then just, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll go into it, but just a lot, a lot of soccer, which always is a good day. For the most part, you know, obviously the results can kind of taint it, but it's still always a great day when you just got a full slate of soccer to look forward to, especially, you know, with, with all things revolving around the Coca-Caf which is really the only, um, you know, soccer region that matters. But mijo, let's get into this. I know there's a lot, a lot that's going on, so this might be a long podcast, but I want to start out with first, happy, because we won. Then I want to be mad or disappointed or confused about all the changes that have occurred. And then I want to get into the pr- match preview and then go over the Gold Cup. So it's going to be like happy, mad, sad, sort of, sort of excited you know a lot of different moods in this podcast the first uh Atlanta United goes that goes up to Montreal not down to Montreal but up to Montreal <laughs> and we get the dub 1-0 against Montreal um Brooks Lennon um gets to go in the 54th minute off an Almada amazing free kick again so that Almada magic just keeps on coming through for us and it's huge um you know I don't know what we're gonna do without him but uh, we talked about this that you know Montreal, uh, we I don't think we've ever won there, and we've got we've never we've always struggled there, just like away uh, in MLS in general. But more importantly, Montreal is a, a huge, a huge lopsided um, in the loss and tie column for us. 
Um, you know, the game for me, it was it was a lot of back and forth. So it was really um, on who was going to convert. So I think, especially with everything going on with all the changes, um, it's a good win for the team. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so much changes going on, but yeah, dude, it was it was also um, it was a really good win, really good win. Uh, hats off to the boys, man. Hats off to the. I guess I guess we could call it a new formation. I just call it a little tweak, but um, yeah, um, that is working. Uh, we we're actually seeing the value of a, uh, Luis Abram, and we're seeing the value of Hernandez. Uh, which is crazy, right? Because those are two guys you, we didn't really. Well, at least we did expect Abram, Abram to. I keep saying Abram, <laughs> Abram to come in and uh, make an impact, and he's man, he stepped up like you know really well these last couple of games. And Hernandez, you know, yes, with the loss of Goodman, um, Hernandez has stepped in and done well, uh, a well job there too. So, I mean, you're thinking of a backline, um, and. Brad, who didn't really have much to do, um, but a backline that all um, ratings were above seven, David. And that's something I don't think we've seen in a while, um, at least from this team. So hats off to them. Hats off to Sosa uh, with, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll definitely get into it. But with Ibarra, um, even though he wouldn't even be able to play because of its suspension, but Sosa stepped up, man. He uh, he played a really solid game in the midfield as well um, in that position. So overall, great game. Uh, Barry did Barry things. Uh, mm. it, you know, he he did some good things. It's, but at the same time, he's no GG. Um, but yeah, man. Overall, you know, I, I was excited. Overall, nervous uh, because they they did a um, Montreal. You know, had that winning streak um, at home, um, and you know how we done in the road uh so far this season it wasn't looking good <laughs> right no it, exactly and uh you know uh you know well this win is is huge on two parts one it's hard to win in montreal two you had all the changes that were going on um and three this win puts us right in the hunt we're now we're not we're in a better spot to move up in the table versus like oh we just don't want to get knocked out of the playoff spot so it was a huge three points that we needed we talked about this at since we we drew on um, at home a couple times this year, we really do need to pick up uh, points away from home and not just a point for a draw. We need three points. So it's a huge, um, it's a great win. And like you mentioned, uh, Gigi's out, uh, still has a hamstring injury. I haven't really heard I haven't really heard much of uh, on that injury. So we got Barry in there. Mentioned Barry. He hustles a lot, but he just does not have a nose for goal. I don't know if you saw that one play where. I forgot who slotted it up over the top of the six for him, and he kind of just overran it and just like fell. And I was like, if there, if you could, if there was one <laughs> illustration of a striker that cannot score, that was it right there because that was just like a striker that knows, you know, he's gonna time his run better or he's gonna pull back. He's gonna get do something. He's not gonna slip and fall like that. It looked pretty bad. He hustles, but I mean, we can, we can, we need more from that. Um, Sosa and Frivada, you mentioned. We'll get into the trade stuff in a little bit, but yeah, Sosa did well. All things considered, Hernandez uh, looks like he's playing on the right now, so Hernandez can play the right or the left. He's playing better than he did when we last tried him out, because last time he came into the lineup, and I think mostly United fans were pretty frustrated with his play. Um, but also, we get Fortune back. Uh, we get Etienne back since they got knocked out of the Gold Cup. Their team got knocked out, um, and then we get Mosqueda back. Uh, he was an 18. Uh, not that we were really glad to have him back, but he was there nonetheless. So um, a lot of changes, uh, great win. Um, and Abner, unless you want to add more to it, I'm just going to go through the match stats. Yeah, let's go through it, man. All right, man. 
So, um, so Montreal's got 57% possession. They win the possession battle to our 43%. Now keep in mind, you know, once we got that goal, uh, we kind of sat back a little bit more. So that's when you kind of see the possession numbers flip. Because for the most part, I think it was pretty even. Um, the expected goals, Montreal's 0.665. Uh, we won that with 1.63, so we actually underperformed with one goal. Uh, Montreal 15 shots to R7, but they only had one shot on target, and we had three shots on target. So we were definitely more uh, efficient with the ball. Montreal 374 passes to R284. So um, a pretty weird game for Atlanta because we're used to being the ones that have the high possession, the more passes, but... I'll take the three points over any possession stat in the world <laughs> any given day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> they continue that, man, especially with the blocks, too. I think we had, uh, what, we had like nine last week? We had like about five this week. So uh, that means they're throwing bodies in front of those uh, those those shots and making it harder for um, for the other team to attack on us, right? So I think that's another stat that's not, you know, really noted, but it's it's a stat that does play a big part of the defensive effort um, that Atlanta uh, United has been playing. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good thing, yeah, because it's, it's uh, you know, when you when you have that those people just um, throwing the bodies out there, blocking, it makes the job for Brad a lot easier. Um, so, yeah, he only had it but one shot on goal. So um, kudos to the defensive line. It's been looking good of lately. Um, but Abner, if you're ready for it, it's time to get uh, get upset, mad, all the above emotions. If you want to get into the trade trades and rumors that are floating around, um, uh, the transfer window is open. So now it seems like every other day, or every week, we're starting to hear more things come out. So uh, it's funny because when we did this preview, I was like, I think you predicted we would win what two zero. I think I predicted a tie. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then once I heard Andrew Goodman and Franco Rivada was out, I was like, oh, we're definitely going to lose. <laughs> like, coming into this game, I was like, Dang. dude, we're going to lose. Um, but just this MLS that even when all this happens, you can still pull a W out. But you mentioned Andrew Goodman, fan favorite, probably is up there top five with most starts and most minutes play this year. Uh, he gets uh, uh, traded to Colorado Rapids, uh, I believe, for an international spot and some money. And then um, late news, and you know the fans really reacted on this one is Franco Ivada, who's pretty much solidified himself as a six for Atlanta United. Um, was not was pretty confused on why he had to be loaned out. He said he wanted to stay. He's got his house here and everything, but because of the under 22 initiative, um, which is the MLS rules where you can only have three under 22 players, you had a predicament where you had Eric Lopez and Edwin Musquera, who he had loaned out, uh, that came back. And I think Atlanta says we recalled them. But what it turns out is that the teams who were, we were loaning them out didn't want them anymore. All right? <laughs> That's what it is. So now you got Eric Lopez, Edwin Musquera, you got Franco Ivara, and you got Santiago Sosa. So out of those four players, you got to get rid of one. And the only reason they get rid of Franco Ivara is because he's the only player people would want. <laughs> yeah. You know, so... It's very unfortunate because I really it really sucks because it's like um, two of the players that were consistent for Atlanta United uh, are out the door, you know, and it's like the players that I want to leave uh, don't go, and the players that I want to stay leave. So, Abner, um, I, I, I mean, what's your what's your uh, what's your reaction to um, those two players? 
Yeah, David, it's an unfortunate side of business that nobody likes and a side of business that sometimes we like because, you know, we're able to get uh, certain players or we're able to set up ourselves uh, to get players coming in. And uh, that's why it's so hard to get jerseys, man. Jerseys with numbers and names. Like, these people hmm. move more than... than and then sometimes you just, it's unexpected, like Ibala. That was something I was not expecting to read. Um, I thought somebody was like, you know, saying, oh, there's rumors that he might be moving. And then right. sure enough, I was like, wait, why? Like, what are we doing? Like, I think I texted you like, why? Like, what are we doing? Uh, it's very unfortunate, man. I really liked Ibala. I think he really came to his own uh, this year. Like you said, he solidified that sixth position and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Mosqueda, like, basically the other team didn't want him, so they sent him back to us. And it was a player that we thought was going to be something that he hasn't, you know, really become. And it's just an unfortunate side, man. It's It sucks because, he, you know, he, he bought it. And he has the right to be, you know, um, unpleasant. And But like I said, it's just a, it's a weird rules that the MLS has that I think they need to tweak some of these because uh, it doesn't make sense because uh, you have C Inter just signing everybody. <laughs> well, yeah. we can't even keep four, four under 22 players. Makes no I don't know, sense how, they're, I don't know how they're doing but, it. Hey, they're going to get in trouble again. Watch. Something's going to come up. You know, it, you know, I get it. You know, yes, it's you know, it's messy and, you know, his, his messy in the, in the banda, you know, messy and his friends yeah. coming over, but, uh, new, but yeah, anyways, new, yeah. Uh, new MLS rule. Yeah. The, the yeah, messy so I, rule. yeah. So I didn't like it at all, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I wish him the best, you know, I, I, I don't think, you know, he left really angry. I, <laughs> I don't think he's, but Amber, let me, let me ask you something is I, I get the MLS rules are kind of crazy, right? But how much of this is just the MLS rules and how much this is on the, front office and specifically Carlos Bocanegra? I would say 100% because he's they're the ones that brought in Mosqueda thinking he was going to be you know and that happens right you think a player is going to be a certain player and then you know they get recalled and you're like okay I got to make a move but like why like well, same thing with Eric Lopez he's been sitting yeah. on the shelf for a long time we can't yeah, get rid of it because time, right? we gave him a big contract he was supposed to be something he's not and look it, it happens in sports right you're not always going to pay off but I, I just feel like there's been so many decisions um, that that we haven't made the right decision. Um, and look, like th when we were playing Montreal, um, it just made me think because I saw, I was like, oh shoot, George Campbell's there. He's their starting center back. Um, and when we had George Campbell, like he was starting to play really good and then boom, we got rid of him, right? So just, just off the top of my head, and uh, I'm sure there's more, but these are some of the players that we've let go that are starters for their team. Some are even playing with the national team, which is the highest you can hope for your domestic player. You got Julian Gressel that plays for the national team, who's playing in the Gold Cup, Gold Cup that's playing um, pretty well. He's playing with Vancouver now. Obviously, Brandon Vasquez, uh, he was scoring a ton of goals for Cincinnati. Now he's playing with the national team. Um, should have scored the game winner, which we'll talk about that later, but he just scored a goal from the national team. I mentioned George Campbell playing starting center back for Montreal. John Gallagher uh, playing with Austin City. He's a starter. Even Yamil Saad, if you go way, way back, he's with DC United starting regularly. We remember the debacle with Darlington Nagby. Um, you know, he's back with Columbus Crew and he said he wanted to leave, but really it was only because um, he was supposed to get a contract extension and nobody ever talked to him. Um, and it was so crazy because we struggle right now because Gigi's injured and we're looking to, you know, Miguel Barry. We had, um, sometimes we play Chol, and then you go back further. We used to remember John Conway, Cease Nettles, Dom Dwyer, the rotation of, we couldn't find a striker. Do you remember when we had Hector Tito Villalba just chilling on the bench? 
Yeah. But we have give to have him. Um, and I, I get it, you know, you can't give playing time to everybody. But it's just some of these players, like, you would, where we're saying, like, yeah, Hernandez is good. Yeah, Abraham is good. We have players that were already battle-tested and look to be regular starters. Starters, And obviously, you know, we, we could talk about Joseph Martinez. I think, you know, I think that point is more about attitude than anything. And then now it's like you're losing Andrew Gutman and Franco Ivara, who, again, these guys were battle-tested, tried to chew, and now we're trying to find a good, you know, the next best player that's going to be in our starting lineup. I'm pretty frustrated. I don't know if you're on the same level. It's just me just venting. No, no. I think you're, you're probably, I would say, probably 75 to 85% of the fan base. Uh, that's from what I was reading and from, uh, um, you know, just following Atlanta uh, United and the reporters and everything. Everybody was confused. Everybody's like, you know, and even Jason was uh, trying to make sense of it. He's like, I don't know, what, but this is, you know, but from all that, right, David? You know, I guess the good news of it, we get a player who we don't really know much about. Yeah. And here we go again, right? So is yeah. this going to be, you know, now if he comes in as a big change, you know, great. We we took a risk, you know, took a gamble. You know, just like roulette, put all your money on 10. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're going to necessarily hit it, but the chances that you might, hey, it might pay out. So uh, I don't know, man, dude. <laughs> He's done this in Seattle. You know, Garth has been uh, well known in Seattle for him turning teams around and making things work. Uh, but sometimes you gotta, you gotta kind of, you know, you know, look over your, look over your shoulder and see what, really what's going on. Like, are yeah. we, are we getting rid of these contracts because we made bad decisions before? You know, he came, or is he trying to? Is he building something for what's coming? You know, we we don't know. Um, you know, we're we're more just fans watching and spec. Um, you know, thinking what's gonna happen. Um, so, David, like, we have to trust them in not so much, but there's so them. much. But there's not much we can do. You know, it's, yeah. You know, the, the only thing, David, that I think is what LA Galaxy did, right? And it's boycott and they lost a lot of, you know, the, the supported groups out there to get their um, GM out and, you know, cause for a change. I think that would be the only way. Um, but, you know, once again, I'm, you start here, book out, book out, book out. And David, I just think it's just time for a new idea and a new face and, you know, somebody that's going to bring something different. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's time to, you know, try somebody new. And I think Boca Negra, you know, he's done he's done great club stuff for this club. Obviously, we have a championship. We've got a U.S. Open Cup, uh, Campeones Cup. Like, that. that's him, too. You can't take that away from him. Uh, but I think we've just made too many wrong decisions. And I don't know what the strategy is, because is it to build an MLS championship team? Is it to uh, turn out players and make profit on it? Um, because we see how that strategy is not conducive for a, a, a championship caliber type team, which is, you know, what everyone has said, Atlanta United is. Atlanta United is a championship, always going to be competing for a championship every year, um, you know, just like Seattle. Um, so I think it, it I think it is time for Boca Negra because I just think the, the morale and the message that we send to players is like, uh, you know, you can play well. You know, we've asked what you can of Franco Ivara and Andrew Gubin, and boom, you get sold. Um, and then, you know, if you want to compare apples to apples, which I don't know if, um, you know, Tristan Muyamba um, is a like for like for Andrew Gubin, but it's like we're trying out a new player versus somebody we already know is good. <laughs> you know, like what's the point? And we're probably paying him more. You know, who knows? 
Um, so I just really don't know, and I just think it's a bad message for incoming players too, um, you know, because they're not going to feel like they're they're safe even when they're performing well. Um, but Admiral, you broke it last week. Uh, you know, Tristan Muyamba is a second division Frenchman from EA Guncamp, I think is how you pronounce it. That's about right. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. So again, I mean, uh, <laughs> your guess, <laughs> your guess you is know, as right? good as mine about <laughs> if he's going to be good or not. We don't know until we see it. Um, a weird, strange thing is uh, there have been no official offers for Tiago Almada, which is really surprising. I would have thought by now. So it's going to be interesting to see if we can actually survive the summer transfer window and keep them until the end of the season, which would be great. Uh, but, I mean, that's kind of weird, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think there's just a lot of chatter. There's a lot of, you know, you know, this the MLS is obviously a pool where you can pull, you know, a lot of like, you know, like Amarone and, you know, you know, those guys that can get pulled to these other clubs. Um, so I think, I think, you know, with him not playing much in the international window and him having a little bit of a slump this last couple of games, not this previous game or, you know, but like he went throughout a game. Right. I think they're kind of, it kind of like, okay, like, Let's, you know, yeah, let's inquire by him, but let's see what, you know, um, because obviously the MLS and all the European leagues, obviously a different step is a big, you know, it's a big change. Uh, you know, we didn't see Amarone really blossom till, you know, till he got custom to everything. And that's, that's anywhere you, you know, anybody that gets a new job, you got to get used to it, get, get new routine going, and then you go from there. Um, David, I'm not going to say I'm not upset that we haven't got any offers because I want to keep him here as much as we can because uh, he's definitely going to be a key uh, key part to our success in what right. we want to achieve this year. So, uh, But, yeah, I mean, it, you know, there's going to be a lot of chatter. The, the transfer window just opened on the July 5th, so um, we got a long way to go, and I, I don't know. We have we have a DP slot opened up now, so yeah. – what are, what are we going to do? Are we going to use it now? Are we going to wait till next season? Who knows? Um, to be continued, right? Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo. Oh, oh man. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting just because, like, uh, Thiago Armada obviously has a high soccer IQ. He was in the World Cup with Messi. So, I doubt. I think we're going to see something that just hasn't come to fruition yet. Um, but still, nothing on Armada yet. Nothing on Miles Robinson as of yet. Nothing on Caleb Wiley, but again, it's only been less than a week since the transfer window's open. I think we have like almost a whole month, uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, but Mijo, anything to add on that before we move on and see you preview the next upcoming match? Yeah, so, yeah, so, I mean, we got Muyamba, uh, just like Gigi, it's going to take two to three, maybe a month uh, before he even steps on the field for like United, just because of visa purposes and all that fun stuff that they got to go through. So yeah, I don't think we should expect them to, I would say maybe, uh, I don't know, late September, mid-September. Uh, seems like a long time. Yeah, it seems, but I mean, Gigi took a while too. So um, unless they speed it up or however that works, but who knows? Um, but I doubt it. He's going to play Wednesday. I doubt it. He'll play Saturday. Um, maybe in the Leeds Cup. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, we got him coming in. So he'll be a new thing. Um our defense is playing well, um, and you know we're, we're gonna try and keep you guys on the loop as much as we can. So yeah, let's uh, you know well hats off to you know best of luck to Goodman and best of luck to Ibarra. Um, <laughs> two players we all loved and we all really enjoyed watching come to their own, right? 
Um, yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get Ibotta back, but who knows? Uh, Andrew uh, Goodman's gone for sure, but I guess we'll, we'll like, see. Pay his house out or something. <laughs> they need to come up with something soon because the, the fan sentiment is pretty low right now. <laughs> right. Because um, you can't get you can't lose two players and be like, hey, we signed a second division Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, what? Yeah. Um, essentially, right. essentially, what they're saying is like, you know, the second division in, in France is equal to the MLS. I don't know. You know, it kind of know. gives you that I, vibe, like I remember you know what I'm saying, Curry. like yeah, I don't, yeah, it's weird because everybody always comes compares like MLS to like the championship, and the championship is a higher level than the second division of France. But I don't know. I remember Kevin Cabral, I think, was signed as a DP for Galaxy, um, and he was a pretty big bust, and they ended up trading him. And I think he's just like a, I mean, he's doing decent for. I forgot which team he's playing for. But shoot, same thing with Arujo. Yeah, yeah, you're right, but I mean, he didn't um, come from France. He came from Brazil. No, he came from France. Oh, oh, you're right, but he's he's Brazilian. That's what I meant. That's yeah, he's meant. Brazilian. <laughs> yeah, he's Brazilian. But he was playing for the first. He was playing for the first division of France. That's what I'm saying. Like he came from. So like I'm saying, so he came from first division to MLS. We had high expectation with the DP. Yeah. Flopped. You know, I so think we, you call it a flop. So we think a second division. Goes, for then we get second division. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like ah. What are we doing? I guess we'll see. Some people adjust to the league differently, so yeah. who knows? Um, all right, Mijo, let's get into this match preview. So we get to see our good friends, um, New England Revolution. We will be away in Foxborough Stadium. So, um, again, back-to-back away games. I think for this one, um, I think at least one point would be great. Uh, obviously, a, a win or, you know, it would be amazing. But uh, last uh, 12 matches, Atlanta United has won five. We've lost three, and we've drawn four. So if the fans remember, uh, we played New England earlier in the year to a 3-3 draw at Mercedes-Benz. Um, that was a game where you had the uh, awkward Miles back pass to Brad Guzan, who passed it right to Carl's heel that scored in the first minute. <laughs> I was there. So, yeah, yeah, that was... Uh, that was a tough one, but Atlanta came back uh, and won it 3-3, and we actually gave up a late goal to even lose that, to, to you know, not get the full win. Um, so it'd be nice on the flip side that we return the favor and either get a draw. Um, if not, a you know, win would be great, obviously, and it would we would leapfrog them in the standings. But Atlanta United, we are in fifth place now with 35 points. We're right there in the scrum of everything. Um, New England in third place with 37 points, so we're only two points away. Uh, a win will be a huge, huge shift in momentum. I mean, we're already in a pretty good spot now. Uh, so, you know, that win last week uh, against Montreal uh, was huge. Um, New England's coming off of a 2-1 loss at New York Red Bulls. Uh, so, obviously, they, they're wanting to get, you know, the, the points at home, just like every MLS club. Uh, we already know their team. I mean, New England's got a good good team coached by Bruce Arena. Cars heel is always a menace. He's good on the ball, leading you know the team with assists. He's got seven goals. Uh, we won't see Dejon Jones, um, who's we're playing with the national team and playing pretty well. He had that nice cross to Brandon Vasquez for that goal um, against Canada, uh, but they still got dangerous weapon Gustavo Bo, um, always a threat. You got Bobby Wood, who's also got seven goals. So, um, you know, uh, Bruce Arena's teams are always, always difficult and um, they just play well. So um, after, you know, we, we were talking about all the changes, the different formations and everything, um, 
do you see uh, some major changes in the lineup? I mean, I doubt we're going to see Gigi. I think it's until we hear an update, we're assuming Gigi's going to be out again. So with Gigi, he actually was training on his own today. Um, probably some light work. I doubt it. We'll see him. I, I, I think he, he deserves at least this game and next game to rest, maybe even a third game. Uh, you know, you just want to make sure that the hamstring is, is good to go. That that hamstring is no joke. I've had it before uh, just getting out of my couch, and it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, being a mid-game, uh, mid-game, you know, we have, you know, we play Saturday, we play Wednesday, and we play again on Saturday. Um, yeah, I, I do expect some changes just to get some guys some rest, some, you know, some you know, legs, maybe some subs coming in at the halfway mark. Um, but I don't, I don't think he changes it that much, but I do see maybe some up front more just cause I, you can kind of get away with changing personnel up front more than yeah, I think you want to keep your back line intact. So, you know, you want to go in there, you obviously to win, um, a tie, you know, is, is good as well. Obviously a win is a lot better, uh, but a loss wouldn't do, do us no good. Um, in the last 10 matches, David, we have won uh, three, uh, four games. We lost one and we tied five. So um, that's pretty well. That's pretty good um, in the last 10 matches. So I, I hope we keep it going. Uh, it, it sucks right now, right? Because now we're dependent on Sosa uh, to hold that middle <laughs> uh, with the bada out. Um, we did get Fortune back. Rosetto is here. Um, Alonso did come in, but I mean, didn't really play as much. Uh, we do have Etienne back, and we, obviously, we got Mosqueda back. I don't see Mosqueda maybe not getting much uh, start uh, playing time. I do see Etienne coming in, though. Um, Etienne and Cho maybe making the, you know, Cho and Wolf. Right now, they're kind of going back and forth, so maybe this is. Uh, chose turn to kind of get in there uh maybe we put wolf up top david i think that would be kind of kind of awesome to see uh you know there's no weapon that does that uh hey look i might i'm gonna text him he hasn't texted me back but mm -hmm. you know you just never know he, 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 you're um, on the you're on the block list dude probably you know probably because i i yell so much about barry i don't know <laughs> i know you saw oh, wait did you, I, I forgot oh, to bring no. this up. Did you see him and the coach went at it too? Him and Barry? No, no, him and uh, uh, Coach Vineta and uh, the coach of Montreal. Um. Oh yeah, I saw kind of that. Do you know? Do you know what happened? Huh? Do you know what happened? Because I saw. Oh no, no, I, I don't know what I, I. I didn't know if you knew. Uh, but yeah, I saw it. I was like, uh, what is going on? I kind of like it though, man. Like, yeah, this, this is my team. Anyways, back to yeah. the thing. Uh, but yeah, I think he changes the front. Maybe maybe in the middle, give, uh, you know, Cedric a rest, put Rosetto in. Um, I think Sosa stays. Um, maybe switch out Wolf and Cho. I think, I, but David, I think the way the defense is playing right now, I don't think you mess with it. I think you leave it at two. Don't mess with it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. And honestly, like, uh, <laughs> Rosetto is probably the biggest waste of money on the team right now. He's probably the player underperforming the most. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. We'll probably see a heavily rotated squad. Uh, maybe Etienne gets a start, or maybe he just comes in and plays more minutes. But yeah, you don't really want to play with the back line too much, because um, let's be honest, with Miles out, with Andrew Gutman gone, um, there's not a whole lot of depth there. You really don't want to... Uh, I mean, Alonso is barely getting minutes, and I mean like two to three minutes of play time a game, a game. And you have, uh, you know, Noah Cobb, who's a, he's a young buck that 
really don't want to put him in that that kind of position. So yeah, I think the back line will stay the same. Probably you know you might get the exact same lineup, maybe one or two changes here and there. Um, but that will be with that being said, Mijo, what is your prediction for this game? Oh, a New England high scoring game. Uh, 2-1. I like you not in, of course. Dang, look at you. You're always on the bright side. Always, always, baby. I mean, I take a 1-1. I take a 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm never going to say we lose until they tell me that we lose, and then I'm going to come up with a lot of excuses why we yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm predicting a draw. Um, I think okay. one, maybe 1-1 one, one or 2-2. Two, two. These teams both like to score a lot of goals. Uh, but there's a very high likely chance that we might lose this one too. So, um, you know, not that I want to see it, but there's just a high chance with we're playing in New England. New England's a good team. They're above us in the standings. Um, mm-hmm. So, but obviously, you know, uh, uh, I think a draw would be great. And then we come back home. And again, you know, draws are great away as long as you take care of business at home. That is true. All right, Mijo, you got anything else to add on that? Uh, no, man, I'm excited. We play at uh, Wednesday, right? Wednesday at 7.30? Yeah, Wednesday at 7.30. And then that we play mid- at Team in Florida. Yeah, we'll get to yeah. that later, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, let's get to some news and notes. Obviously, the big thing is the Gold Cup semifinal is set. We're rock and rolling. It's hard to believe the tournament's coming to a close soon. Mm. Um, but right now, the semifinals, we got... USA versus Panama. That game is 7:30 on um, July Wednesday, July 12th. Um, that's actually at Snapdragon Stadium in San Diego, which I believe that's where the new um, the San Diego expansion team is going to be playing as well. Um, and then you got Mexico versus Jamaica, 10 p.m. Eastern at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. So um, semifinals are set, but it was not easy. Um, but first, before we get into the big game, which is U.S. versus Canada, um, you know, it's, uh, I want to say uh, t- tough for Guatemala. They end up losing 1-0 to Jamaica. Uh, the game was great. I mean, the the uh, Guatemala fan. I think they had the, they were the third uh, most represented country at the tournament after Mexico and U.S. Obviously, um, great atmosphere that they brought. Uh, Guatemala. I mean, the team. I think they're like they're like one or two pieces away from really having a quality team. They got dangerous players. Um, Jamaica just, you know, they, they just have better quality in the final third than Guatemala. Guatemala, I mean, we scored four goals in the tournament. Uh, three of them were against Guadalupe. So, I mean, they're, they're and obviously Jamaica tied the U.S. 2-2. Um, but it's interesting because Guatemala also tied Canada and Canada and USA went at it. So, uh, you know, but, you know, Abner, I, I feel uh, even though Guatemala couldn't make it to the state finals, I think this is the furthest they've went in a while. Um, so, I mean, I have, I'm very optimistic about this Guatemala side. We got cheated. <laughs> what, what, I gotta was, say. what was the cheat? Dude, that dude you should have got two yellows by the, by the time he, the coach took him out. He stepped on the dudes in the nuts yeah. in front of the ref. That was not even close. The weird thing about that is um, the ref, the, and I think he was a Canadian ref, he really let yeah. a lot, lot go. So... Like, I'm not saying that, you know, maybe there shouldn't have been uh, some calls uh, Guatemala's way, but, you know, I guess he was consistent in letting a lot a lot go. I don't know, even most... some, like, I think the one that the dude, like, asked, like, pushed the ball to the left, and the dude just came and swiped him. 
Dude didn't get no card. The other That's guy true. goes cleats up. Uh, there were a couple of times too. There were a couple of times too where Jamaica legit. I mean, you. I remember Guatemala legit pushed like a Jamaica player, and then they continue. Which actually, the the Canada U.S. game was kind of like that too. Yeah, but a lot, a lot anyway. of stuff go. But yeah, um, but, yeah it, no. it, you're right. You're right. I the, I guess. But at the end of the day, is like Guatemala needs to be better in the final third. Oh yeah, for sure. I I dude, like. This team get I mean this team actually from any team that we've gone watch and me and David have actually gone and went to a game where we thought Guatemala was gonna win and we ended up losing to Cuba when Cuba was a lot worse. Uh and but anyways, um dude, I think this coach has got him going. I think these players are believing. Um Hagen had a hell of a tournament. Um, you know, not that Nathanael had him really good on the wing. Uh, Loam coming off the bench, which he actually played here in Calhoun. A couple of buddies of mine actually know him and uh, play with him. So that was pretty cool to see him uh, represent Guatemala. So that was pretty dope. Uh, but yeah, David, I think, and then our center backs played well. Um, yeah, I think we lacked, you know, and then Rubio, uh, Rubio Rubin up top. Um, gives me hope, man. I, and I just hope, you know, the younger guys see this and we have some, you know, we made it to the U20 World Cup. Um, didn't perform well there, but we did have some good um, good young guys show uh, promise, right? And I just hope that, um, you know, we have, you know, three years before the World Cup. The next two years are going to be critical. We're going to see Jamaica again. Um, we're, that was a full straight Jamaica, too. I don't think they were really missing any, any Jamaica players. Has a good, Jamaica has a good team, and uh, Mexico's going to have their hands full with them for sure. Yeah, and um, but that yeah, that's that's I think that's uh, that's definitely going to be a good game to watch. I think uh, I think Mexico comes up top with the goal in overtime. Um, but anyways, that's beside my prediction. Uh, but yeah, speaking. I'm 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 proud I'm proud of uh, I'm proud obviously of being uh, um, you know what the uh, from Guatemala, and I'm proud that you know they showed out. I'm proud the support was awesome. It was awesome to see. And just like any game, you know, you're, you get the unfortunate size. Yeah, we can, you know, save the ref that he called this. At the end of the day, David, you got to score goals and, you know, you got to score more than your opponent. And unfortunately, we came up short. We had some good opportunities, but, you know, I'm proud of them. I'm, I'm hope to see them do well um, in the qualifier. And, you know, I'm really hoping they, they make it to the World Cup. That would be awesome uh, to witness. And then we, we, were both, <laughs> we were both cry. We were both crying. I cried. Like yeah. Be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hope they definitely. Hope, I hope they build off of this. I mean, again, I think yes, yeah, one or two players. There are times there that you just uh, too many players were sitting back for Watson when he pushed forward, and sometimes it chose to go backwards instead of forward. Some of the midfield is a little bit sloppy. You give away too many chances to Jamaica, who's got. I mean, they have players. I mean, Antonio plays for West Ham, so they got quality players on Jamaicans, uh, the Jamaica's team. So good for Guate, Watson. Let's build on it. Qualify for the World Cup. But the next one, oh, uh, Abner, crazy game between U.S. and Canada. Um, they oh, end up Lord. tying. They end up drawing two-two in regulation, um, and they go and the U.S. ekes it out in PKs. Uh, is Matt Turner a G or what? Matt hey, that, the Burner Turner, baby. That that was intense. Yeah, dude. It went from like uh, uh, we're like, oh, dude, we freaking won this, and then boom. Uh, Miles Robinson has second handball the game in the box. I think he's gonna have to for the next week just walk around with his hands tied behind his back. Oh my goodness! Or do that Ted. Remember the Ted Lasso skit where he wouldn't use his hands and he's trying to drive the golf cart with his mouth. <laughs> like Miles is gonna have to do that for a while. Um, Cause man, yeah, he got he got bailed down the first one. 
Another handball in the box, but there was a foul they saw on VAR. And then, man, just at the dying minutes after we scored um, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the goal uh, with Vasquez, uh, Miles Robinson gets the, um, oh, I'm sorry, no, no, it happened in reverse, didn't it? But Miles Robinson, either way, he gets a handball, gives him a penalty, and uh, we end up going into overtime. Um, but for a while there, I mean, it looked like we were going to lose in, in regulation. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't looking good, man. And uh, I don't know if, if uh, BJ, uh, he's you know usually when when he's managing the US, United States scene, we don't see him taking this long for him to put in baskets, um, especially in his hometown, you know. So that was really un, unusual, of BJ. You know, with his long tenure that he's been with the United States as a head coach. <laughs> mm. um, but now, um, I think he made the right subs. I I. I was hoping and that he would take Gressel off sooner than he did. I love Gressel. He, you know, he was great in Atlanta. He, 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 he was out of great, that game. He had some great crosses, though. I he mean, had a couple, he but a, you could tell he was kind of, kind of like towards the end. He was kind of like, "All right, let's put something, somebody in, like Rodon in, or um, that's, you know, that's what probably." Yeah, I, and you know, this is the kind of the first time that I really felt like BJ Callahan. Um, was kind of out of his depth because um, at one point, and, and I get why Jesus Fedeira started. I mean, he he scored six goals in the tournament, right? Um, now you can make the argument that they weren't against quality teams, and I have yet to see Fedeira really perform against good quality teams. But at one point, you had Brandon Vasquez, you had Jordan Morris, and then you had Jesus Fedeira playing like a wing. One time, he was really far back, and I was like, "The heck is Jesus Fedeira doing back there?" So you had like three would be strikers on the field at the same time. And I think that really causes it. The, the, you know, the second uh, goal that Canada gets, Jesus Fede loses, uh, loses his marker in Schaffelberg. He drives in, shoots it um, on Miazga and takes deflection and gets to the goal. Um, Great defending by Miazga too. Yeah, I mean, he, he should have stepped up and, you know, made, <laughs> made fast Schaffelberg, make, the decision, uh, make a decision. Um, and, and that's what we talked about where at that point, uh, Canada's up 2-1 uh, with, uh, what, like, uh, maybe, like, 11 minutes left to go? And, and we're like, well, you're like... Wait, no attacking you're like, promise yeah. either. With that, with that, you're like, all right, it's it's over. It's done. Um, we get, like, a, a crazy fluke own goal. The, the gods, the soccer gods, shined upon us. And then after that, it just became the Matt Turner show. Yeah, man, it was... Um... Yeah, David, when they scored, I was like, like, we weren't attacking as much. Like, there was no, like, you know, like, usually with the other, like, obviously with this is a more BC team, I would say. Uh, but with the, you know, our top team, like, even when we go down a goal, you're like, okay, we still got Pulisic. We still got Reyna. We got Wea. We got Balligan now. We got, you know, we got players. We got different playmakers. I was looking around. I'm like, who, who's our go-to right now? Like, Vasquez is more of obviously he's a threat, but inside the box, who's our wingers? Who's gonna attack? You know, I think Sendeja has, has had his number called. I don't know how he continues to start, man. But I, I think, I think, um, um, uh, what's it's his name? Greg calling on uh, making all these calls. That's what it is. Who, <laughs> Greg Berhalter? Yeah, that guy. I honestly, I honestly think Cade Cowell is better than Sendejas. And I honestly think Brandon Vasquez is better than Jesus Ferreira. Uh, I wonder if we make that adjustment in the next game. Um, but, it, you know, Brandon Vasquez had the, that great goal from a beautiful cross from John Jones. Um, and then? 
but then he skied the penalty really, really Bro, bad. If you if you had if you had a, if you somebody was here like Abner, I bet you two hundred dollars he misses. I would probably laugh at you. I'm like, he just scored the, the game time goal or the game winning goal, and then they tied it up. Um, he's at home where he plays his uh, his club career. Yeah, they were chatting. Well, you know where well, that's is probably, that's probably why you're gonna miss though. And I'm like, so dude, dude, when you're comfortable, I'm like, dude, you're you're here. This is your spot. And dude, he shoots it. I'm like, really, bro? Well, like, dude, that's we're gonna why, lose uh, because of you. In that's why. That's why penalties <laughs> are like they're a complete different thing because it's like it's all like a mental game, um, in which I think Matt Turner is just really good. I mean, he saves two PKs and um, one of the one of the shots Canada hits the crossbar. But you, dude, if I honestly if I was taking a penalty, honestly I would just toe poke it. And I'm just like, I don't even know where the ball is going to go. So good speaking luck trying of, to save it. Speaking <laughs> of PKs, speaking of PKs, were you any good at PKs? Like, did oh, you heck no, dude. No? Heck no. Were you I like my like, buddy Reggie? I was like, I was like number seven in the PK line. So oh, like, if it came to me, we're like, all right, guys, if you're, you're hoping that I win the game, I don't think it's going to come. But luckily, <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of times where that happened. I mean, let's face it, unless you made it to like, uh, you know, the state or whatever. Like, you never went to penalties. It was like a meaningful game. Yeah, we, I did. I think it was, I don't know if it was my junior or senior year. We had maybe like three or four PK shootouts, and there had to be a winner because it was a, a county or, a, yeah, a county game or it counted towards, you know, the group or whatever. And I was always the third shooter, and, you know, not to brag, but, you know, I went five for five. Hey. So I, I had that cold blood in me. I was like, I don't know how I do it, but. Uh, but no, I mean, even then, bro, like, there's, there's in some games where I miss PKs, like, outside of high school soccer, like, you know, where we go well, I mean, play shoot, or, look at Messi, the GOAT misses PKs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why me and Messi are, like, right there. <laughs> yeah, like, for life, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, for life. But no, David, like, I honestly thought, like, this guy was going to make it. He missed. I was like, really, really? And speaking of goalkeepers, bro, like, when you go into PKs, like, as a keeper, because I've been there. Obviously not in the same, you know, um, level. type of game, level game where it means everything. It's more like, you know, loser buys beer and, you know, stuff like that. But as a keeper, dude, if the goalie gets a hand on it, great. If the goalie gets his right, great. If a goalie stops one, he's done his job. For a goalie to stop two, you better win that shootout. There is no way, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because, like, there's a lot of pressure on the keeper. And, dude... Matt Turner, hats off to him. That yeah. dude, you know, stepped up to the plate. And what's crazy, obviously, with VAR now, you know, you have to have the foot, one foot behind the line. Like, I, I, I waited to celebrate because I was like, oh, shoot, was he up? Was he up? And then yeah. I, once I saw that everything was good, I was like, all right. So, uh, but yeah, dude, talk about keeping me up on a Sunday night, bro. No kidding, man. That game was uh, intense. It had, every, it had everything you could possibly want in a game. I mean, back and forth. A great shootout, great performance. Uh, I think even Patrick Mahomes had a shout out for Matt Turner. Um, it's just, it's got to be uh, great confidence for the national team to have somebody like that that can come up on those moments. And dude, to be honest, <laughs> when Jesus Ada stepped up for, to take a PK, I was like, oh, dude, this guy's definitely going <laughs> to miss it. And uh, his, his barely squeaked by because the keeper got in his, his, a lot of power on it, so it squeaked through. Um, but I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, we won. That's all that matters. Uh, close call. I'm sure Mexico was really pissed <laughs> that we came through. But I think now that that's happened now, 
I think like the U.S. Like I'm not gonna say we're gonna cruise past Panama because Panama's still a good team, but I think now it's just with everything that's happened. I think it just sets up for a U.S. Mexico final. I don't know, man. Panama's been playing well too, so I, I see I can see them beating USA, and I can see Jamaica. It could be the unfavorable final of Jamaica versus Panama, and the and then USA and uh, and uh, Mexico for third place game. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just, I think the difference is, I think Mexico and U.S. have been there, done that, and when the game's tight and online, I think they just have, uh, they have a different mindset than, uh, you know, Panama or Jamaica, and I mean, let's face it, I mean, Guatemala could have been right there too, which would have been fun to see Guatemala versus Mexico. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, though, especially with the teams that Mexico and, and especially U.S., you know, we talked about a B team or B slash C team um, you know it gives it it makes it more competitive than if you had the A squad out there so I mean yeah there's definitely room for an upset from either of those sides um, but I still I still have it US Mexico final and uh, Abner if, if that's the final um, who do you give the edge to how we've we been playing lately I'm probably good at Mexico yeah I was thinking the same thing and they've been, they've been. Um, the new coaches has them, even in the short tenure. He's, he's got them. He's got them looking good. And uh, not, not. You know what I like about it too, David. It's like usually, like ah, it's you know you, we're we're gonna see USA Mexico the final. This time around, it's kind of hard. It's like maybe we won't see Mexico. Mexico's got it tough with Jamaica. Yeah. That's not an easy walk. Panama USA, that I don't think that's an easy walk, David. I no. I, I think that that definitely can be, because um, I'm, I'm a I think uh, Panama is, has their top team, and I think Jamaica's got their top team. Yeah. So you know, and obviously we have you know our uh, you know I guess you could call it our B slash C team. Yeah, I mean you don't uh, have like like. You know, like Ariola and Bedoya, players that were like on the bench for the A team, even in this lineup. You know, right? Because um, right now USA is at minus one seventy five, Panama is at plus four ninety five, Mexico mm-hmm. is at minus one seventy, and Jamaica's at plus four fifty. So it's about the same. I, I think, think yeah, know. I think for the final, uh, uh, you know, especially the final is going to be at uh, SoFi Stadium in LA. So obviously you're gonna have a huge huge mexican support probably 90 percent of 10 if not even more i would give the edge to mexico with the fan the fan support and how they've been playing um i think what the u.s has is a psychological factor in terms of obviously the u.s has had the you know i don't i think it's been what like three years since mexico's beat us so mm-hmm. um you know i hope that gets in their head um but either way um you know, we got, uh, uh, we'll probably record Thursday and, uh, you know, go over the game with Atlanta United New England, preview the game against Orlando City. I mean, Orlando City. Uh, we, they, they're coming in this down Saturday. Oh, you Orlando. Bleep. Um, and, and then we'll, we'll also recap all the Gold Cup action because, again, those, like, those games are Wednesday. Uh, so, again, the summer of soccer continues, and then uh, probably next Monday we'll probably preview the Leagues Cup. So a lot of soccer coming at you. That Messi's debut, huh? <laughs> when have they said when he's supposed to freaking play? It's apparently, it's apparently the Leagues Cup, but that's not nah, even. Nah, dude, but... this guy's still on the beach in Miami. 
Sure, I would be too. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of they, what USA plays at seven thirty, and now United plays at seven thirty. So yeah, two, I guess we're screen two screening, huh? Two screens. Which one's gonna be on top? Probably the US one, huh? Nah, I like United. Yeah, or you can side by side, so you can be like. I have a, I have my tablet and my big screen TV. And well, I always I, go. I always go to my dad's. So he's got the big screen, and he's got another TV we bring up from up downstairs. We set it by by, and then we got the the Mac. So we'll have like three games going. Nice. Maybe I need to come over there. Yeah, it's a good setup. You're always welcome to come. Uh, it's a Wednesday night too. I might, I might go. I don't know. I'll let you yeah. know. There's a full slate of MLS games too, so it's not just onesies, twosies. We'll see. But yeah, I'm excited, mijo. Yes, anything, sir. Anything that you add before we we head out? Now, nah, guys, let's uh, let's get let's keep this game going, man. Let's keep this uh, winning streak. Uh, get these points going. Uh, a lot of United. A lot of a lot of a roller coaster of emotions for sure. We're all feeling them. But hey, like at the end of the day, we gotta support. We gotta be loud. We gotta be rowdy. So let's go, Atlanta United. Yep. And for the love of God, if I hear Brooks London is trading traded. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm done I might, I'm done I might, somebody might buy me a computer cause I might I don't know I don't know I might yeah that's not I, gonna be a nice fight I said that after the game I was like yeah Brooks Lennon has, was the man of the match I was like alright that means he's getting traded then <laughs> he's getting he's getting traded for like a, for something stupid like you yeah. know free water or something why something I don't know I, I, I don't know. <laughs> was it was it semi pro where they traded the washer and dryer for the player <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> or also in uh, uh, in uh, what's that baseball movie? Uh, Moneyball. Moneyball Major League. Oh yeah, Moneyball yeah. Moneyball where he's like uh, he's like yeah I want so and so and I want free uh, free soda for two years because uh, <laughs> one player's like you got to buy your own soda here. He's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's crazy. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. Let's uh, yeah we'll see you guys Thursday. Uh, recap uh, Wednesday match um, and then uh, our. One of our fierce, fiercest rival, and um, I guess you could say our oldest rival, right, David? And we'll get into that. I think we'll yeah. we'll discuss where Orlando um, falls into uh, into our our most hated team. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. We should, do, we should do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's go ATL. Let's go USA. El equipo de todos. Let's go. Let's go. Peace. Vamos. Peace, y'all.